Up next, Rob Smith is problematic, part of the Gingrich 360 Network. Elections have consequences, and what we're seeing coming out of Afghanistan right now are the consequences of Americans, for whatever reason, electing the senile, dementia-ridden, joke-of-a-swamp-creature president that we have in Joe Biden. The consequences will be severe, and America is in trouble. Joe Biden has blood on his hands. This is Rob Smith is Problematic. I continue to talk about Afghanistan because what is happening right now is, like I have said before, one of the biggest foreign policy disasters in American history. The images that we see coming out of Afghanistan, the lives that we are losing, what is going on right now will reverberate through world politics and through American history and through all of these things for decades to come. And I will get to that. But as I was thinking about you know, what we're going to talk about today... I was thinking back to the Trump era, and I was thinking back to the era where we actually had a strong leader in the White House, when we actually had a leader that was feared by terrorists, uh, that was respected by people around the world. I was thinking back to that era, and this is what what I truly believe. I believe that a lot of people will remember that era fondly whether or not they voted for Donald Trump. They will remember an era of relative peace and a great deal of prosperity. They will remember a relative calm in their own life. You see, all of the scandals and all of the the intrigue and all of this other stuff that was allegedly coming out of the Trump White House that was coming out of this administration. This was all stuff that was just ginned up. It, it was whipped up to keep people in a frenzy. And I do believe, like I said, that people will wake up and remember the moment of relative peace and prosperity that America was in because all of that has now been shattered with this Afghanistan disaster. It's almost like I can't even remember the things that we were speaking about earlier this year. It's almost as if nothing came before this because this is such a defining moment of this presidency. So we've got this Afghanistan disaster. We have got the loss of 13 of our American soldiers in Afghanistan. And these soldiers were lost because of Joe Biden. Joe Biden does have blood on his hands. The entire um, national security team has blood on their hands. Everyone that was involved with the decision to leave Afghanistan in the way that we have been, because this is still going on, they all have blood on their hands. This is very personal to me, guys. When we talk about soldiers that have been lost, when we talk about fallen soldiers, This is very personal to me. It it makes me sad. It makes me angry. It makes me feel helpless. It makes me feel I cannot do anything because I know what it is like to lose people that you know to this never ending war on terror. Two soldiers that I served with lost their lives in Iraq, Specialist Jose Mora, Staff Sergeant Dale Panchon. I always continue to to say their names because I want to know and want to make sure that their lives were not lost in vain and that people don't forget who these men were. But when we talk about these 13 American soldiers that were just lost in Afghanistan, we are talking about sons, daughters, fathers, mothers. These are our soldiers who were lost. 
These are the people whose lives were lost to the utter incompetence that this administration has exhibited throughout every single term. This is not just about being a hack, and this is not just about getting some digs in on Joe Biden, and this is not just about, you know, talking about how bad Jin Psaki is, and this is not just talking about inflation, this is not just talking about all of these things that we talk about so much when you are in the political commentary game or when you're working in politics, when you're doing whatever, you know, we spend so much time talking, and and we all do as Americans nowadays because of the media world that we live in and the media moment that we live in. We spend so much time talking about things that don't really matter, but these soldiers' lives matter. This is something that we should be talking about. This is something that we should be angry about. There was a tweet that I retweeted on my Twitter feed, and it said that there were more memorials for George Floyd than there were for these soldiers that have just been lost. And it's absolutely true, and it's absolutely infuriating. Now, Joe Biden, you know, woke up from his nap or or whatever holding area that they have him in, whatever is going on with Joe Biden right now, because by the way, it is just utterly weird. It is bizarre. It is like we do not have a leader at the helm of this country. It is bizarre. Molly Hemingway over at The Federalist, she said it is weird that Joe Biden is always talking about not being allowed to answer questions. Oh, they told me I'm not allowed to answer these questions. They told me I shouldn't do this. They told me, who is this they? Who is this they that is controlling the president of the United States in this way? It's weird. So Joe Biden deigned to attend the memorial for these soldiers and was caught looking at his watch. This is the defining image of the president of the United States right now who is attending a memorial for fallen soldiers who were lost to his incompetence. These were lives that were cut off. Some of these some of these soldiers were as young as 20 years old. These were lives that were lost to his incompetence. These were families that have been destroyed, sons, daughters, fathers, mothers, families destroyed, ruined. And he's caught looking at his watch. This is evil. It really is. And the worst thing about it is that you know that these people do not care. Because all of the sons and all of the daughters that are lost to the incompetence of the people in charge over there at the swamp, they don't care. They do not care about these people because they think that these people are expendable. This is how they feel about our soldiers in this country. And you know that this is how they feel about our soldiers because the types of people that sign up for military service, and by the way, again, I was one of these types of people, these are the people that are seen as the most expendable in American society by these elites. These elites do not care about these people because these are the people that come from Rust Belt towns like the town that I came from in Akron, Ohio. These are people that do not come from the the elite circles in this world. You know, they do not have parents that went to, you know, uh, Princeton and, 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 and Harvard and all of these different things. They don't have connections to senators. They're not the children of senators and Congress people and anything like that. So these are the people that go and fight and die because of the the incompetence of the Biden administration. I want you to listen to a clip right now. This is the mother of U.S. Marine Riley McCollum, who called into the radio show, I believe is Wilco Majority. 
on Sirius XM Radio. This is what she had to say when she called in. This is the pain that the loss of these soldiers leaves behind. When we're done talking about this, when everybody else has moved on, when the news cycle has moved on, when Joe Biden has has woken up from his nap and made his appearance, when all of these people have spun, spun, spun these completely avoidable and tragic deaths. This is the kind of loss that is left behind. And this is what this kind of pain sounds like. Listen to this. Son was one of the Marines that died yesterday. And to listen to that. Sorry, I'm on the radio. No, 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 no. Go ahead. My son Uh, was one of the Marines that died yesterday. 20 years and six months old. Getting ready to come home from freaking Jordan to be with his wife to watch the birth of his son. And that feckless, dementia-ridden piece of crap just sent my son to die. I woke up at 4 o'clock this morning to Marines at my door telling me my son was dead. So to have her on right before me and listen to that piece of crap, talk about diplomatic crap with freaking Taliban terrorists who just freaking blew up my son and know nothing to not say anything about, oh my God, I'm so sorry for the families. So my son is gone, and I just want all you Democrats who cheated in the election or who voted for him legitimately, you just killed my son with a dementia-ridden piece of crap who doesn't even know he's in the White House. He still thinks he's a senator. So this is the kind of pain that is left behind when soldiers are killed, when their lives are ended because of incompetence. We're going to talk about a lot of things over the next four years of this administration, if I'm lucky enough to continue speaking with you all, you know, via this platform. And there are going to be a lot of wrong moves made, and I'll be there to tell you about every single one of them. But this is painful because this is loss of life that did not have to happen. And the reason it happened is because of the pure incompetence and just the lack of of any sort of real compassion or real empathy for any of these soldiers or their families. Because in the minds of the people that are running this country right now, whoever's running the country right now, in the minds of the people who have been in the swamp for decades, and if you have never been to the swamp, if you've never been to Washington, D.C., it is a disgusting place. Whenever I have to go to D.C. for anything, I just feel gross when I have to go there. Because these are the types of people that exist in that place. They don't care about these soldiers. To them, they are just another casualty. Because people can't make smart decisions. Because all they care about is themselves. And all they care about is spin. They do not care about these soldiers. These young men and women... Their blood, their lives are on Joe Biden's hands. And I don't even think he cares. Up next, Trump predicted all of this happening. The Biden administration continues to legitimize the Taliban. And I'll tell you just how much equipment is now in Taliban's hands after the break. Donald Trump was a lot of things. He was brash. He was not politically correct. 
He was boorish. He's oafish. He's not stupid. This is not a stupid man. And he predicted everything that is happening in Afghanistan right now. He predicted all of this stuff. He saw it coming. He knew that it was going to happen. And there is a clip of him speaking that is making the rounds. This is Trump speaking in 2017. Four years ago. So this is what he said about a retreat from Afghanistan. The consequences of a rapid exit are both predictable and unacceptable. 9-11, the worst terrorist attack in our history, was planned and directed from Afghanistan because that country was ruled by a government that gave comfort and shelter to terrorists. A hasty withdrawal would create a vacuum that terrorists, including ISIS and Al-Qaeda, would instantly fill, just as happened before September 11th. And of course, he was absolutely right. He was absolutely right. Because what we're seeing in Afghanistan is everything that was predicted. And there's a lot of people that are trying to say, and, and I think I, I talked about this last episode, Left was trying to talk about, well, this is really uh, Trump's fault. You know, when, when the Biden administration has a big fail, when there is a huge disaster, there's always a but Trump sort of push and, and sort of spin that the left is, is trying to do. They're trying to spin this stuff, right? So they tried to say, well, you know, this is really Trump's fault because he wanted to get out of Afghanistan as well. Yes, absolutely. Trump wanted to get out, out of Afghanistan. There is no way that that exit would have happened like this. There is no way that this would have happened under Trump. I don't even believe that we would have exited um, Afghanistan in this way if Trump was still president. They wanted to destroy all of the equipment. This is what we were going to do under under this Trump plan. Trump plan. All of Americans were going to be evacuated first. The equipment was all going to be, all of this stuff was going to happen. It was not going to happen like this. And so now you have, and this is very important. This is very technical. This is about military equipment and all that stuff. So you have billions and billions of dollars of equipment that was left behind. And there is a, a graphic that was um, in, in the Times. This is out of the UK. This is not the New York Times. This is the, the, uh, the Sunday Times in the UK, I believe. And so they did a graphic. It is called the Taliban's New Arsenal. And this probably will not get a whole lot of attention, but I think that this is really important because you have to realize, this is what you have to realize about war. And this is what you have to realize about how wars are fought. It's not like, because I was there, I was in Iraq. You're not generally dealing with people that have top quality equipment. When I was in Iraq and we were fighting the insurgents and all that stuff, you know, you're dealing with people that have, you know, the, just the, the low level assault rifles, right? Um, you're not dealing with a whole lot of equipment. You're not dealing with night vision goggles. You're not dealing with radios. Like, you're just not dealing with any of this stuff. Our equipment always outclassed theirs at every turn. Okay, this is why the American military is so strong. This is why we win wars. But now, the Taliban has a new arsenal, and this is $85 billion worth of lost equipment that was left in Afghanistan because of this disaster that is happening right now. And I want to give you the visual of this, okay? And this graphic is called the Taliban's new arsenal. I want you to listen to this. 22,174 Humvees. 
8,000 trucks, 162,000 radios, 16,000 pairs of night vision goggles, you know, so that they can see American soldiers that they're trying to attack or they can see whoever that they're trying to attack better in the dark. 358,530 assault rifles, 126,000 pistols. 176 artillery pieces, 64,000 machine guns, M249 saw machine guns. That was the weapon that I was assigned to. That was the weapon that was assigned to me when I was in Iraq. Those weapons are not a joke. And let me tell you something. We were not fighting an enemy with M249 saw machine guns. When I was in Iraq, 42,000 pickup trucks, 169 M113 tanks, 155 mineproof vehicles, 634 M117 vehicles, 33 helicopters, 33 Blackhawks, four C-130s. This is insane. This is mind-blowing. This is incompetence. At a new level, because here's the thing, and this is the conversation that is going to start. The conversation is going to become about we may have to go back into Afghanistan to fight the Taliban with our own equipment. Imagine how screwed up this is. We may have to send more soldiers back into Afghanistan. And you better believe that even though, you know, the uh, Pentagon, uh, the the press secretary is up there spinning and this is not really being spoken about and this is not really being leaked out yet. You better believe 100 percent that these are the conversations that are happening behind the scenes. And they're going to try to figure out a way to spin this and to sell this absolute mess to the American people. And so now. If and when this happens, we're going to have American soldiers having to face our own equipment. That is a terrifying, terrifying thought of U.S. soldiers having to go back into Afghanistan and face our own equipment, which, by the way, on some level they're doing right now because we have troops on the ground still trying to secure the one airport that was remained open, that remains open, the one in Kabul. There is not even a word for the level of incompetence that is going on right now. There is not even a word for how dangerous this all is for our soldiers that are there now, for the Americans that are trapped there, that they, by the way, have to negotiate with the Taliban in order to get out. There is just not a word for how deeply, deeply screwed up this entire situation is. American taxpayers have just left the Taliban $85 billion worth of equipment that they will now use to arm their fighters because now Afghanistan is going to become an even bigger center of terror than it was before. And now they're going to be better armed. So you're not going to hear a lot about this on, on, you know, on some of the cable news networks. You're not going to hear a lot about this from the opinion commentators because, by the way, a great deal of, of the opinion commentators that you see, these are not – these people have never been to war. They don't know what it's like to fight an enemy. They don't know what it's like to even – they don't know how scary the thought is to even think of our soldiers fighting the enemy with our equipment. We've got the best equipment in the world. The best equipment. Think about the military budgets that are approved every single year. Hundreds of billions of dollars. This is what we spend 
on our military because we have the best and strongest military in the world. And we have just basically handed over $85 billion worth of this equipment to the Taliban with the promise that from from terrorists that they will not try to strike America again. This is outrageous. This is insane. This is deeply, deeply scary, people. And if nobody else is going to tell you this, I will tell you that this is scary. This is outrageous. This is completely insane. I hope to God that we have some people that are close to power right now, are close to the people in charge, that have some sort of clue as to what we are going to do about this. Because if we do not figure this out, and, and you know, I thought that this Afghanistan thing, I thought that this was just, I, I thought that this was something that we were going to be talking about for maybe three to four weeks and then we we're going to move on. We are not going to move on for this because it's too dangerous. Because the situation that has been created in Afghanistan right now is too dangerous to move on from. So we're going to have to figure it out. And if we do not figure this out, there's going to be even more blood on the hands of Joe Biden and every incompetent in this administration over the next three and a half years until, God willing, we can get that man out of the White House and out of power. Up next in non-Afghanistan news, a California teacher has her students pledge allegiance to the LGBT pride flag. No, I am not kidding. I'll fill you in after the break. So this is a story coming out of where else? California. Remember, I just got back from that cesspool. And this story that's coming out of California is just very indicative of exactly where our education system is. It is very indicative of the types of people that are teaching your children. And this is the issue with the education system in America. I know I've been talking about this a lot for the past couple of weeks, but I'm reading um, American Marxism by Mark Levin. Um, it's a complete it's a completely fascinating book. But a lot of this is about, you know, how this Marxism and these Marxist ideologies have made their way into the education system. And it used to be that we just talked about this stuff in colleges and universities, but now we talk about this stuff infecting our classrooms. And, you know, we're talking middle school, high school here. So there's a Twitter account called Libs of TikTok. And it's very interesting because all of these far left liberal insane people, all of these far leftists, these leftists that are teaching your kids that are doing all kinds of things in America. So there is they they're on TikTok and they're basically saying all of this stuff, you know, into their TikTok accounts. They're they're all over the place. These people are putting it out on social media. I saw there was a camp counselor that was trying to indoctrinate um his uh his camp students into to socialism. There's all these teachers that are talking about 800 genders um in kindergarten classes. So these are the things that they are talking about while in the public school education system we are not graduating students from from high school. We do not have people operating at grade level. We do not have people operating at grade level most of the time because this is the crap that they're being taught. But anyway, these leftist maniacs are putting their indoctrination of the students of America on full display on social media. So this teacher came, coming out of California, this is a video um, that that is going viral. And I want you to listen to, this is what she had to say about... Um, 
how she feels about the American flag and having her kids pledge allegiance to the LGBT pride flag. Okay, so during third period, we have announcements and they do the Pledge of Allegiance. I always tell my class, stand if you feel like it, don't stand if you feel like it, say the words if you want, don't have to say the words. So my class decided to stand but not say the words. Totally fine. Except for the fact that my room does not have a flag. It used to be there. But I took it down during COVID because it made me uncomfortable. And... um, I packed it away and I don't know where and I haven't found it yet. <laughs> but my kid today goes, hey, um, it's kind of weird that we just stand and then, you know, we say it to nothing. And I'm like, oh, well, you know, I got to find it. Like, I'm working on it. I got you. <laughs> in the meantime, I tell this kid, we do have a flag in the class that you can pledge your allegiance to. And he like looks around and he goes, oh, that one? And of course, you know, she's pointing to the LGBT pride flag and not the one with the rainbow colors. It's the ugly one with the black and the brown stripes. And, you know, now they're like in, in the trans right, on all that, all that other crap. Right. And this idiot, I was going to, you know, play the other soundbite, but it did, we don't need to hear her anymore. Um, and, and so this idiot, she did another video where she talks about, you know, she's wearing rainbow earrings and rainbow suspenders, and then she's talking about pledging allegiance to the queers, to the LGBT pride flag. Um, it, it's all insane. It, it's completely, it, it's insanity. But this video, um, this thing has went viral, and this woman's name, as she has been identified as Kristen Pitson, a teacher of California. So this video has gone viral, um, and she is from the Newport Mesa Unified School District. This has gone viral. This has gotten over 1.5 million views, um, I believe, on, on Twitter. And so this is what the uh, Newport Mesa Unified School District says. On Friday evening, one of our teachers created a personal social media post that caused alarm and concern related to saluting the American flag. Showing respect for our nation's flag is an important value our district instills in our students and is an expectation of our employees. We take this matter seriously and are investigating and addressing it. Right. So she's being investigated. Probably nothing will happen. You know, they'll it'll blow over. But the most important thing about this whole thing, these are the people that are teaching your children. And this is what Rick Grinnell said on Twitter. What kind of parent would allow their child to be taught by this wacko? Why are parents turning their kids over to someone they don't know? I'd like to talk to people who think this is good. And so this is what we're dealing with right now. This is what we're dealing with right now in the public school system in America. And this is deeply wrong. And noted, she said, you know, the the, the U.S. flag, you know, she whispered and giggled, you know, and, <laughs> It made me uncomfortable. You know, then that creepy little whisper. The American flag in an American public school system makes her uncomfortable. By the way, um, she's being paid with tax dollars, by the way. Your tax dollars pay her salary um, as much as they pay for all the other crap that's going on. And whether this teacher's gay or not is irrelevant. She's probably gay. I mean, God, only... It's just only gay leftists that have just taken, like, only a a gay leftist teacher would be wearing American uh, rainbow flag earrings and suspenders and all this stuff. And whether she's gay or not is irrelevant. Her being gay has nothing to do with it. The problem is, is that she's obviously been taken over by this far left ideology, which is obviously infecting 
um, her classroom and the things that she is teaching to these students, right? And so this is what we know via a video that she has shot and put out on social media on TikTok. And the thing that's the scariest to me are the things that we don't know about what she's teaching these kids, about what she's telling these kids, about the way that she is molding their minds. And that's the scary stuff. And that is what doesn't make social media. That is what does not go viral. And it happens in middle schools, elementary schools. Um, you know, look, they're, they're being taught BLM in, in 100 genders in kindergarten nowadays. So it's elementary school. It's middle school. It's high school. Then it goes on a co- college. It used to be before the social media revolution of, of the past, I would say, 10, 15 years. They would generally used to have to wait until college to start indoctrinating students. Now it's happening in elementary school, it's happening in middle school, it's happening in high school. And like I said, I've said this before, the end goal is to create a bunch of angry little leftists that hate America, that love the government, and that will vote for Democrats. That is what this is all about. Because these are Marxist movements that have taken over the LGBT community, they've taken over the the black community, they have taken over social media, they've taken over all of this stuff, and now this is what is being taught in schools. I hope that this teacher is investigated. I hope that her social media is is removed. I hope that she is reprimanded. I mean, honestly, I would want him to fire her, to be quite honest, because this is not teaching. This is not what you are supposed to be teaching kids. These kids probably don't even know how to spell their names. But this is what they're being taught in school on your tax dollars to pledge allegiance to the LGBT pride flag. If this episode has not taught you anything, it is that America is in trouble. America is in trouble for a lot of different reasons. America is in trouble because we have got somebody who is highly incompetent and likely senile in charge. And he is being controlled and led by people who are even more incompetent than him. People are getting killed. We have a terrorist organization in the Taliban that will wage their wars on Western civilization now with $85 billion of the best military equipment that American taxpayer dollars can buy. And on the home front, we have Marxist teachers teaching their kids to pledge allegiance to the pride flag. This country is being lost right now. And I never thought that I would be one of these people, one of these people that have podcasts or do radio or all of this other stuff that talk about the country being lost, but is literally happening right before our very eyes. So my challenge to you, Problematics, my challenge to my listeners is, what are you going to do about it? Are you going to just listen to me, talk to your friends about how messed up things are? Are you going to do something about it? Are you going to run for a school board? Are you going to... Make your voice heard locally. Are you going to be bold enough to state how you really feel about things to your friends or your family? And are you going to risk maybe losing friends and friends like I have, like a lot of people who have spoken up about the truth to what is really going on in America? A lot of these people lose people. Are you going to be bold enough to do that? Or are you just going to sit by? And watch the destruction of America in between Netflix, in between fast food, in between, I don't know, binge watching, whatever the latest Hulu show is. 
And so that's my question to you, Problematics, and I hope that it does offend you a little bit, and I hope that it does challenge you, because if something doesn't start fundamentally changing in this country, then it will be lost. And let this week's episode serve as a reminder of all of the ways that it is being lost right now. Before we go, I want to thank my fellow Problematics so much for listening. If you're enjoying the show, please leave us a review and rate us with five stars on Apple Podcasts. And to hear more of my episodes and get my weekly newsletter, go to Gingrich360.com slash Rob. You can also find me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at RobSmithOnline. Special thanks to our producer, John Cassio, researcher Aaron Kliegman, and executive producers, Debbie Myers and speaker Newt Gingrich, part of the Gingrich360 Network.